The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to our 2020 Year in Review on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to share some of the behind-the-scenes happenings and learnings from the MarTech Podcast content production team. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that talks about a challenge we face, how we reacted, and what the results were as we created, published, and marketed our content. Joining me today is the man behind the scenes, my head of content production, Mr. Todd Hines. So far this week, Todd and I have talked about how we have dealt with unforeseen and unforeseeable issues related to 2020. I'm sure we've all run into them. We talked a little bit about our strategy for growth hacking podcast growth. We talked about how we dealt with some migration in our MarTech stack. And yesterday we talked about managing through some of the challenges with working with a freelance workforce. Today, we're going to wrap up our 2020 year in review talking about how we have increased our focus on keeping our customers happy. All right, here's the last part of our 2020 year in review with Mr. Todd Hines. Todd, happy Friday. We're at the end of the road. Our 2020 year in review. I'm getting nostalgic already. I'm going to miss 2020. Nope. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm happy you're here. Me too, man. Thank you. Happy Friday. Happy almost end of 2020. I feel like we're all going to look back on this year and say, God, that sucks. But you know what? I learned something by having that much taken away all at once. And even for the people that are thriving and succeeding, 2020 hasn't been an easy year. Hey, our business has done relatively well. You know, it's obviously been a challenging year from a personal perspective. Nobody likes to feel like they're locked down. And yet we all still have a job to do, a role to fill, not only in our work, in our communities, and that doesn't go away. Whether it's 2020 or 20 shmoney or 2021 or 2022, you still got to go and make big rocks into little rocks. As my father-in-law would say, you got to get to work. So let's talk a little bit about how we've tried to focus on running our business and really something that we try to preach and try to execute. How do we focus on keeping our customers happy? What can you say about how we've developed strategies around managing our sponsor relationships? One big thing for us is recognizing that we have an opportunity to be more proactive and less reactive. And what we recognized is with 
some of our sponsorship relationships, our approach was often knowing that we were doing our best behind the scenes and on our end to promote content to make sure that our sponsors get 110% of the value out of the partnership. But we were sometimes watching things through our lens, running smoothly, waiting if, you know, if any issues or problems to react and then reach out. But we noticed that to be a little more proactive, to give frequent check-ins, to really be transparent with our partners while campaigns are running instead of waiting just for the end, for the final recap, it really makes a big difference to those people who have spent a portion of their budgets to work with us. And so we want to do the best job we can to make sure they're getting great value. And so the communication piece, being proactive, has been something that we've looked at and I think improved on this year. I think it's worth restating what our sponsorship programs are so we can talk about how we've modified them and how we honestly position the value that we create a little differently to make sure that everybody feels good and like we delivered what we said we would. So We create advertorial content for our sponsors. Whenever we are saying this person is a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, when you hear them being interviewed, they're paying to be a guest on the show. We take that advertorial content and then we run advertisements to make sure that we reach our audience with our sponsor's message multiple times. And once we've created content for our sponsors and we've run an ad campaign for them, There's a data component to our business as well, where we are able to not only understand who is listening to a given piece of content or who has been exposed to a given ad, we can then take that data and do things like create lookalike audiences to syndicate the content we've created to people we think it would be relevant to. And we can also retarget the people that have been exposed to our sponsor's message to try to put an offer from that sponsor in front of them. Hopefully you've seen some of our ads you know, in your social channels or through our programmatic agency as well. But we have the ability to not only get our sponsor's message to our existing audience, but also put something in front of them that they can click. But we actually ran into some problems this year. And not every sponsor that we've had is always perfectly happy with the results. And the truth is, we are in a media business and we create advertising campaigns for some of our sponsors. And most of the time, they are very effective. Some of the times the ad creative isn't great. Some of the time the message isn't great. Some of the times people in our audience don't care about what the sponsor's message is. And we don't know that until after we've run the campaign. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview.
A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So Todd, tell our audience how we've helped manage through some of the frustrations that you know our sponsors have had if there was a campaign that didn't perform to their expectations. One thing I can think of off the top of my head is the problem of attribution often in the entire podcast industry. Sometimes expectations of if we give a sponsor the ability to see exact numbers of people who click onto the website, for example, through a specific promo link that was included, that's not a clear read on how many listeners necessarily got to the website. And so even just framing the success of a campaign based on traffic through a specific link given in, in, a, in a podcast, that's not a really good metric to figuring out the total impact of a campaign. That was one thing that we identified that we wanted to rethink and that we can really help to explain in a lot of situations. We want to have really great measurement and tracking for our sponsors. But sometimes attribution can be tricky and total volume to website isn't a clear reader all the time. That's the problem with podcasting as a medium. And it's one of the things that we've tried to be an industry leader on is not just having podcasts advertising as a medium that is like a billboard. What we want is for it to be an attributable medium to revenue and direct response metrics. And we've used you know, there's Chartable, and I think Bear Metrics is another one, PodSites is another platform. They all have different type of attribution platforms, and they essentially boil down to what is the equivalent of a listen-through metric. And the same way that when you run a display campaign, you might evaluate your campaigns based on a view-through metric. And the podcast landscape has something similar where an IP address can be mapped to a mobile app ID, which you can then pixel and get to a website. And I just think that information is directionally correct. It is useful. It is an indication of how a podcast campaign performs, but it doesn't necessarily articulate the true value of a podcast sponsorship because there is another component. It is creating all of this data and that data can be used and fed to performance marketing efforts. And so we've started to change based on the signals that we got from some of our sponsors. We were starting to hear, hey, look, you served 125,000 impressions in your ad campaign and less than 1% of them got to my website. That's not enough traffic. I'm not happy with the campaign. And so what we did is say, hey, we want our sponsors to be happy. We're going to continue to run your campaigns or we're going to try to come up with another strategy or we're going to offer you more advertorial content, right? We, we don't want people to be upset. And, you know, I think of the 12 sponsors we had, there were two or three where the people were eh, not exactly thrilled with the end results. And we tried to manage through that. And the most important thing that I could say is when your customers are giving you critical feedback, you need to listen. You can't take it personally. It is not them being difficult. It is that your product or services did not live up to their expectations and you need to modify what your offer is. So now what we've done is instead of saying, hey, we've got this great attribution platform, we started saying, hey, this attribution platform that we use is directionally correct. But what matters the most is the amount of data that we're able to generate. And then we could use that for remarketing and retargeting and then start to drive traffic. So you should be evaluating our campaigns based on a direct response metric, not based on this sort of amorphous attribution. 
Moral of the story, you need to listen to the signals that your customers are giving you. This was a great year for us business-wise because we are still here. We have developed our products and services. We have grown our podcast and 75-ish, 80% of our sponsors walked away saying, hey, this campaign is great. A lot of them came back as well. We had a couple of new sponsors that said this didn't live up to our expectations. It taught us two things. One, there might be a specific type of business that we should be targeting because they see the best results, more growth stage companies than early startups. And two, we need to start thinking about how we can generate value for all of our sponsors. And when we get mixed feedback from a sponsor, we need to be able to address that quickly and effectively. At the end of the day, it's something that I preach after every single episode. It is words that we live by. My advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Now for us, you are listeners, you are our customers. We want to make sure you're happy. We try to produce high quality content. We're also trying to build up feedback loops for you to tell us how you like the show. If there is something that we can do better, I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to reach out. LinkedIn, in slash Ben J. Shap. Twitter, Ben J. Shap. Instagram, Facebook, every account. My personal handle is Ben J. Shap. Reach out to me and tell me what you think about the show, even if it's the critical stuff, please. Our other customers are our sponsors. They are the people that pay for this show to be created. And whether it's through the advertorial content, through the advertising, through some of the data, the performance marketing that we've done, I hope that you, our listeners, understand how incredibly valuable they are to our show. And not just because, hey, look, they pay Todd and Mai's rent. They are helping to create value for the entire industry. They enable us to create content that helps educate the MarTech community. I am forever grateful not only for the resources that they give us to allow us to continue to work on this project, their support of the show, their feedback as well to help us get better at what we're doing. And for everyone who has been a sponsor, I hope you're listening to this episode. Thank you for sponsoring the show this year. Look, this is our year in review. This is our recap. And I think we're going to publish this episode on Christmas. So if you're listening to this on Christmas, let me just take a second to say what a year it's been, what a challenge it's been. You know, for everybody here from the MarTech podcast, we appreciate you listening to the show. We appreciate your support. We love you. Your ears mean the world to us. Your time means the world to us. Thank you for being our listeners. I hope that you got through this year okay. I hope that you learned something from this podcast. I hope you're out there and you're appreciating the people that are around you because if this year has taught us anything, it's not guaranteed that we get to spend a ton of time with each other. And Todd, before we let everybody go, let me just say thank you to you. You've been the man sitting at the desk next to me through this entire year. Our relationship means a tremendous amount to me. I appreciate you not only helping lead the team, but being my buddy and being here through this fucking shit show of a year. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you before, to you, to the rest of our team, Panos who's editing this podcast, everybody that's listening. Thanks for being our guest. Todd, thank you. Much love, respect, and appreciation. Thank you too, Ben. All right. And that wraps up our 2020 year in review for the MarTech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with the man behind the curtain here at the MarTech Podcast, Mr. Todd Hines. If you'd like to get in touch with Todd, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Todd Adam Hines. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to our website, martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.